everybody, and welcome back to the Come Play Podcast. On this episode, we're going to talk about the Khabib-McGregor situation. We're going to talk about PlayStation's overall changes uh, in the past uh, month or so. And we're going to give our Week 6 predictions in the NFL. And joining me, as always, are the three knuckleheads. They're back. Bobby, Brendan, and Zach. Say what's up, everybody. What's yes. up, everybody? And uh, I'll probably all just say it at the same time. <laughs> yeah, no. We're we're not messing around this week. We're gonna get right into it. Zach, I'm gonna hand it over to you. I've oh been man, told... I wanted to mess around. I do uh, the mess around, in it. <laughs> I've been told that this uh, week you have a gold thought of the week. So let's hear it. All right. So you pay seventy dollars per month, but you can shit and piss anywhere you want. <laughs> And it just evaporates into the air. So you're, work, so you're at work and you have to take a shit. So you just like do it in you your pants it, and it you goes away. Stand right there and it'll just evaporate like into the universe somewhere. And $70 a month? $70 a month. Oh my do God. you still get like constipated though? Like if the shit's coming out? I mean, I don't know. I didn't think about that. <laughs> Like yeah, like you, like it would be evaporating, but like it's still gotta come out. So like, if you're just like, you know, if I'm working at Jimmy John's, I'm just making a sandwich and well, let's say, shit. Like, let's say if you like, pay fifty bucks a month, then you gotta deal with the constipation. But if you upgrade to seventy, <laughs> then I I don't know, man. I, we're about we're about a minute and a half in, and I think this is the wildest podcast we've had. Yeah, so far. <laughs> Um, I probably I'm, do it for seventy, dude. dude. I'm taking that in a heartbeat. Are you serious? No, I don't know if I could. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Like you're going to you're at work. Like when you know, I used to work in fast food. I I'd be going to the bathroom just to get away from the customers, man. Like, oh yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I I don't even care at that point. Like, yeah, I'll spend ten minutes in the in the bathroom just to get away. <laughs> I'm yeah. going on a road trip though soon. Like. All right, so here's the thing: like public bathrooms are like already disgusting, and like you try to go to like a public bathroom in like Philly for like a Flyers game or something, it's the oh, most dude. disgusting shit ever. So yeah, I, I would do that. Dude, if you I just was at, if I was at a music festival, I'd subscribe to this. Oh yeah, for sure. It's oh, only porta potties at music yeah. festivals. Yeah, and then like you, dude, you can be just moshing. And then you just gotta take a shit real quick. Yeah, like, shit I went, right there in the pit. Right. <laughs> I went to the Flyers Rush game a couple days ago, and like the bathrooms were lined up. I'm like, I'm not going there. So I had to use a porta potty outside at 10 o'clock at night. Couldn't see. Probably was pissing all over the toilet seat. Like, you know, pay 70 bucks. It's not an issue. <laughs> 70, but that's worth 70 bucks to you? 70 I mean, bucks in a month. Every wow. month you gotta pay it. 70, wow. Yeah. And, you know, I, whatever. It's like, so how do you, so. Uh, under what category do you file that expense? <laughs> that's a good. That's a good question. <laughs> like um, like you're, 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 you have an account, and then like, uh, so your uh, shit expense is way higher than normal. <laughs> so imagine, that. imagine like if you're like you know you're used to the uh, like the subscription. Wow, I can't talk subscription of uh, of the uh, of the shit service, and like you know not used service. to being constipated. Like your subscription runs out. And like you forget about it, <laughs> and you gotta take a shit at work. What's the, uh, or uh, your your card got declined and didn't go through, so now you're fucked. You're completely fucked. I mean, it's the same thing if you don't pay the electric bill that month. But guess what? 
<laughs> yeah, they You're shut off the, up the evaporation. Shut oh, thanks. Off. You just reminded me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, what, let's go to final decision. I think we already charted, but yeah, I'm definitely taking that seventy dollars a month. I mean, that's nah. like that's like my phone bill now. Like whatever, just add another phone bill. Seventy on. bucks a month to evaporate my shit anywhere I am. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. Um, yeah, I'll have to say no to that one. Dude, I'd just be taking shits everywhere at that point. <laughs> like, uh, okay. You won't uh, miss any of life's greatest moments. You'll be, able, you'll be. Oh, by the way, if you see this fam, old family photo, yeah, you see me in the background right there. Yeah, I was taking a complete <laughs> shit. Uh, all right, five minutes in. Yeah, one segment, and we're 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 off and running here. Uh, all right, let's get into our quick picks this week. Uh, Black Ops Four released. Uh, the full game released um, a couple of days ago as we were recording. Uh, a lot of positive feedback on it I've seen. Uh, Brendy has played the game. Uh, I think you're the only one. I now I played the I played like a few games of the beta when it came out. Um, it felt good then, but a lot of people are saying uh, they they feel changes overall from the beta to the actual game. Also, a lot definitely. Of- a lot of maps came out, like so. We had a lot of recreated at maps. Uh, jungle from Black Ops One, uh, firing range came back for I think the fourth, what third or fourth time to a Black Ops game. Um, Summit. Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones off the top the, of my head, but those are. I, I've, I've wanted to play Summit because I just want to go for random tomahawks. Yeah, <laughs> literally the origin of cats. But but yeah, so the game came out. Uh, Bernie, I'll kind of give. Uh, you the reins here just on your uh, initial thoughts of the game um all right and, and how it's played so far all right so i've played a few multiplayer games uh the gameplay itself feels really nice um you know it reminds me a lot of black ops 3 just with no boots on the ground so basically it's just a combination of black ops 2 and black ops 3 like with the black ops 2 gameplay but like the black ops 3 I guess, you know, perks and loadouts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the overall gameplay, I actually think is really nice. Um, and, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, actually getting some time off work, to, you know, to uh, play some uh, on Monday. So <laughs> that'll be fun. Um, as for Blackout, um, so I've... I played a couple matches of Blackout. I've only played solo. Um, and this is just some personal experience. Excuse me, experience. Um, I think Blackout is, at least in solo mode, is slightly overrated. I, I think it's still good. Um, so, you know, I remember when uh, Blackout was first announced, they said it was only going to be like a maximum of 60 players, or like it was rumored to be that. It's not. It's it's eighty eight. I was gonna say they they were experimenting. They I think they said so they even experimented with one hundred and twenty. Um, yeah. But yeah. By the way, like that's a it's a good point you brought up because I haven't even really thought about this. I'm assuming you can play blackout in like squads and stuff, right? Like you could yeah, you can. I've just only played solo. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, I didn't even honestly. I didn't even think about that. Like I've only seen solo gameplay, so I was just making sure. About Randy, that. <laughs> I think I think they'll eventually end up improving on the blackout mode because think about like Call of Duty Zombies from World at War. Yeah. It was literally just one map and it was the most simple, like 
most simple zombies game. And, it, and eventually it just kept building and building and building on it. And it got really, really fun. Right. And so I'm, I'm sure it will. Like Blackouts are kind of like the like Call of Duty Battle Royale prototype right now. So they'll, I think they'll continue building upon it and making like just keep making it better. Well, I mean, I, I certainly hope so. Um, one of the things um, I really like about Black Ops 4, though, was just um, I really like the specialist from Black Ops 3. Um, and um, I, th- I think, you know, kind of the uh, return of like, you know, I, I'm not I can't remember exactly if like there's like new specialists. Yeah, um, but one of one of um, one of my favorites, uh, Seraph, is returned. Yeah, um, that, was, that was one of mine too. <laughs> yeah, so I've been using her a lot, um, and I really like it. So I don't know, I'm a specialist kind of guy, but um, uh, me personally, I didn't really like specialists. But I'm also kind of like a Call of Duty traditionalist. I like boots <laughs> on the ground. I like simple kill streaks. I like I I don't know. Like, I like them, but there are some that are annoying. Or some that are annoying. What's the? Uh, I'm blanking on it now. But the guy that like slams the. Um, slams down and like you die instantly what's that called it's like one of the first ones you got in black ops 3 i i don't remember what i don't remember what his name is but uh yeah, i yeah. yeah it was the gravity spikes yeah gravity spikes. it's just like like that was kind of annoying sometimes because that as at some points it was just like impossible like you couldn't really do anything about it so like some of that some of the gameplay with the specialist oh uh ruin that was his name ruin yes yeah um yeah, so like sometimes I feel like um like there's nothing you could do about the specialist in terms of not getting killed. But yeah, like so I I really like Black Ops Three. Um, I think like the whole Black Ops series we've talked about how we really enjoy, but Black Ops Three is good too. Um, but like I guess I you know, I mentioned this when we were talking about the beta. Like it looks like the gameplay was really fast. Is that something you kind of notice? Um, oh yeah, it's definitely a lot faster. Um, yeah. And one thing you always have to remember is, uh, you know, you got to make sure you've got full ammo and full health. Or not full, but just make sure you're in a situation where you get in a gunfight um, that you are good enough to, um, you know, have enough ammo and health. Because, you know, you got to recharge your own health. In that yeah, the, yeah the, the, what is it, the stim pack, something like that? I forget. But yeah, yeah. like, that's new. And like, also... The fact that it's 150 health now, uh, mm-hmm. I know it's another change they made, but um, but yeah. Uh, so like I said, from what I've seen, uh, the gameplay looks a lot faster. But um, you know how like I don't know how much experiment like like experience, sorry, that you've gotten with the perks yet, but like how are they? Because like I feel like they took a lot out than like I, like I don't know. I I I've seen. Um, they like they have four per slot like they used to, but like there was some points where they had like seven or eight. I felt like um, perks you could use per one slot. So like I don't know, I, like is scavenger? You're talking about like ammo? Is like scavenger a perk that's worth running like in all your classes, or is it? Um, so for scavenger, um, scavenger has actually been kind of interesting. It's been like one of the one perk. One of, one of the few perks in Call of Duty that has kind of remained the same throughout the Call yeah. of Duties. Yeah. Um, personally, I've never been a fan of Scavenger, so I'm probably not the right person to ask for that because mm. um, I think Scavenger is kind of a waste. Um, but I mean, that's just me. 
Um, I actually ran, uh, oh God, I can't even remember exactly what I ran. I, I know I ran like dexterity and then okay. um, a couple of other things. Um, but, uh, oh yeah. And for, if you guys don't know, it's a, uh, it's a pick 10 system. So it's, um, you know, you can take stuff off and have like an extra slot if you want to do yeah. yeah. One of the I things I've respected so much about the Black Ops 3 series, or not Black Ops 3, LOL, just the Black Ops series. Um, they've been, they've been consistent in keeping things that people like and taking out things that people didn't like too much. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Absolutely. I just, just got mad respect for them. I mean, I, I've enjoyed playing all of the Black Ops games. I don't know. I asked about Scavenger because, I mean, I'm watching a lot of people that uh, are good. <laughs> you know, I was watching a lot of early gameplay and it's a lot of the pro, like the quote unquote pros. So um, I know a lot of them run Scavenger just because, you know, they're running high kill streaks, they run out of ammo. But uh, I don't know. It just seemed like some of them were like, if you don't run Scavenger, it's almost like you're running out of ammo really fast. That's why I was wondering about that. Um, but. You no, know, yeah. you you definitely do run out of ammo pretty fast, but I mean that might have just been like you know the gun I was using. I'm definitely more of an assault rifle player. Uh, I know Malachi runs SMG a lot. SMG, yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I kind of go back and forth, but um, SMGs all the way. I haven't tried to snipe rifles yet, though. I would. I really want to. Yeah. Come on! <laughs> all right, get out of here. I'm excited to get hands on. I'll ask one more question, just uh, and then we'll kind of move on here. Uh, from what you've played so far, is the balance in terms of like all the you know the guns in the game is that at a at a what's the word? I guess like a reasonable standpoint right now? You know, is there like one gun that literally everybody's using because it's just a god gun, or is it kind of um it's it's too soon to tell um because i've only played a few games um from what i've seen it seems like um there's plenty of there's plenty of balance um and the only thing that's really imbalanced is like the matchmaking because you know i joined in in a team deathmatch or whatever and uh first game i got like 25 kills but we lost like 75 to 40. Mm. so i mean it that, yeah. that's still kind of messed up but i mean there's not really much you could do about that so uh, but the guns themselves are pretty balanced bad you teammates suck. will always <laughs> no. bad teammates will always be a uh a problem with uh yeah, I, I guess with I guess with any shooting game, really, if you have bad teammates, you're kind of screwed. So, right. Um, all right, we will move on. Uh, we're gonna do a little bit of a wrap up uh, with uh, the AL and NLDS. Uh, the first series uh, we seen was the Astros play the Indians, and the Astros sweeped them. They outscored Cleveland twenty-one to six in the series. Uh, not really much of a sh- series. Interesting fact <clears throat> for the Indians, since Game 6 of the 1997 World Series against the Marlins, Cleveland is now 0-9 in elimination games since 1997. Damn. Uh, not not a great look. <laughs> um, <clears throat> second series in the uh, AL was the much-anticipated Red Sox versus Yankees. Um, Red Sox win the series 3-1. Uh, Brock Holt with the cycle. Uh, in Game Three, becoming the first player to hit for the cycle in postseason 
uh, history, and that kind of summed up the series for the Yankees. The Red Sox put up 16 in that game three, and uh, wait, hold up, is it best of five now? Well, the 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 division series is best of five. Now the championship series and World Series is best of seven. Gotcha. Um, but, it's pretty much always been like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, it's, I this is a topic for another time, but like I'm not a huge fan of the. MLB playoff um, format, I guess. Um, like, I'm not a big fan of a five game series. I'm especially not a fan of the one game playoffs for the wild card. Uh, but again, that's a that's a story from for another time. Uh, but yeah. uh, you know, obviously, big rivalry there, and the Red Sox take it. Um, a lot of, <laughs> I'm sure you guys have seen too, a lot of videos going around of Yankees fans uh, saying, "Oh, you know." We're we're still the most successful team in baseball, blah blah blah, and just being. Uh, they're always gonna right. say that. They um, could be the last team in last place in the fucking season. And they still say that. Yeah, really. Uh, we'll move on real quick to the NL side. The Brewers swept the Rockies, um, in that sweep. Uh, well, before um, you know, the championship series, which is on now against the Dodgers, gave them an eleven-game winning streak going back to the regular season, and again. Not a great stat for uh, the Rockies here. Uh, they've lost 11 of their past 13 postseason games. So got a couple of teams in here that uh, have not had uh, pretty good uh, success in the postseason. And the last series we will talk about close to Bernie's heart. Uh, Dodgers won the series 3-1 against the Braves. Uh, I actually predict, predict that correctly, though. I mean, look, look, you can't even be mad at the Braves. Like, they weren't even supposed to be here. So, uh, right. I... I tipped my hat to them because they had an outstanding season. Literally, as a Braves fan, I was like, when I was watching the series, I was just like, I don't care what happens. I'm just no, here. yeah, like especially you know, you're playing the Dodgers, who I'm pretty sure their payroll is probably, you know, I, I don't know how much more it is compared to the Braves, but I don't know if it's you know double. Well, seeing or as how they're out in LA, they probably do make more money. I mean, they look at their lineup; you can kind of tell, but. Again, as as a as a Braves fan, uh, there's no re- reason to hang your head. It was a good season uh, for the Dodgers. This will be their fourth straight NLCS. Uh, they're playing the Brewers right now, and then just a preview. I just kind of got a few stats uh, for for both series. Uh, we have the ALCS Astros versus the Red Sox. Um, Astros took the season series four to three. Uh, and in game one, which was last night, which the uh, Astros took, uh, it was Snell versus Verlander. Game two is Price uh, versus Garrett Cole. Um, and then on the NL side, um, excuse me, uh, this is the first time that the Brewers and Dodgers have met in the postseason. Um, and uh, the Dodgers won the series 4-3. So it's good to see uh, from both sides that, um, you know, it was close series between both teams um you know in in the season series uh as we're recording uh game two between the dodgers and the brewers happened last night that's one one and then you know it's, too, it's kind of too soon to tell with the al side but the astros took game one um correct me if i'm wrong but i think my postseason predictions so far are 100 percent correct i believe i i think you are um which I'm, I'm, I'm although, fine with that. <laughs> although, didn't you mess up? I thought you had... Uh... Well, I mean, as of right now, 
because like the way the, they look now, like with the Astros, Red Sox. Yeah, yeah. I, I, oh, okay. I was going to say, because I thought you messed up the. I messed the, up the uh, wild cards. Yeah, that's right. it. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. Um, so I, mean, I had I, I had the Cubs winning, and I had. Uh, I, actually, that was it. That's the only one I got wrong, I think. Because okay, I had yeah. the Cubs winning. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and then uh, kind of a thing I had here, which wasn't much of a factor last night, uh, Kershaw versus Yelich, uh, you know, is an interesting matchup just with Yelich, the season he's having. Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't know. To me, he's the MVP. Um, and Kershaw being probably the best pitcher of this era. Um, but last night wasn't the story about Yelich. It was about the relief pitcher hitting a home run. <laughs> or not, I'm sorry, that was game one. Um, but yeah, it was, the the story wasn't about so much Yelich. It was about, you know, the, the pitcher, the relief pitcher hitting a home run. Off that home was run. insane. Yeah. I, like, you, when you sent me that video too, like, it wasn't like it just got over the wall. I mean, like, he, he, he put a, he put a charge into that thing, so it was interesting to see. But think it's like think about how much like relief pictures pitchers actually like have a chance to uh, get in that bat. Like even in the yeah. National League, where pitchers do bad, but like like that's it's just an insane thought. But yeah, I mean relief pitchers, that's few and far between. Uh, I mean, looking at these uh, championship series, though, like I mean, maybe the Brewers are a team that are kind of uh, the team you wouldn't predict, but the other three you would imagine are there, and that's kind of how baseball usually is predicted. Well, honestly, though, if you looked at like that side of the bracket, like you know, you had the Rockies, the Cubs, and the Brewers. Like, yeah. definitely, the Brewers looked like the team coming out of that side at least yeah i don't know I, I mean i i was high on the brewers coming into the year or somewhat high on the brewers coming into the year um but like you know uh the brewers in recent times i guess have not been the best team so um but right now, it, it's interesting to think like you know they made these you know trades you know off season and during the season you know didn't really seem like much but like Holy cow! Is that Christian Yelich thing paid yeah, off? That's crazy. Do <laughs> the Marlins? Yeah, or Marlins? <laughs> oh man, that I, I would I would hate to be them. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's fine. They have one fan, so it's not like they'll be that. You know, dude, the Marlins have an attendance problem, but that's a different story for yeah. a different day. All right, moving on. Uh, I mean, I'll just wrap up by saying that, uh, like I said, the first two games of the series with the Dodgers and Brewers have been good. Hopefully, it continues uh, on the other side. That Turner um, home run was a blast. Yeah, it was. He knew it, too. Um, yeah, I know. I'm looking at the picture of him right now, him looking at it. He's like, yep. That's <laughs> and really quick, before we move on, before we move on, can we just talk about, like, how awesome it is to see literally everyone bat flipping now. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, you know, when Jose Batista did it, I was pretty sure there was going to, you know, like the bench clearing brawl was inevitable, but. Um, I was I mean, so yeah, hyped on that flip. Punched in the face. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Like, I don't know. It's just everybody does it now. But, like, so um, being from the Philly area, like, the only game I can really watch is the Phillies. And. Uh, fucking Abdul Herrera will hit like a like hit one off the wall and he'll bat flip and it's like, dude, <laughs> like come on now, like let's let's at least hit a home run. But either but way, if, that if man I belongs if, in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if I hit a home run like Jose Batista did, I would like fucking 
Walk, I would I would I would jog backwards like while doing a handstand as I'm rounding the bases. Like I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I would handstand around the bases. <laughs> I would like bat flip that shit up to the ceiling. Um, With both right. hands. Moving on, uh, a story we touched on earlier in the year when it came out. Um, I believe me and Bobby also touched on it in the NHL season preview. Austin Watson, uh, the National Predators forward. Was suspended 27 games uh, for a domestic violence dispute <clears throat> earlier in the year. Uh, it was announced the other day it's been reduced to 18 games. Uh, the NHL and NHLPA announced in a joint statement um, that uh, through a neutral arbitrator, uh, this uh, ruling occurred. Uh, pretty interesting backlash on it. I'm actually going to read a part of the statement from the National Hockey League because uh Right from the off, you can kind of see their opinion on it. Um, so I will let me pull this up real quick. Uh, we have reviewed arbitrator Shyam uh, Das. I'm not sure how you say their name. Uh, Das's opinion on the NHLPA's appeal of Austin Watson's suspension for domestic assault, which, uh, excuse me, this is like really the colors that the, the NHL used to put their statements out with these pictures are not friendly. Uh, we are disappointed with the arbitrator's decision uh, is the big thing there. We firmly believe that the right uh, that the right of appeal to an arbitrator of the league's discipline was never intended to substitute the arbitrator's judgment, blah, 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 blah. But the, the big thing there is uh, them obviously saying they're disappointed with the arbitrator's decision. Um, a lot of backlash from the NHL saying uh, they are not happy uh, <laughs> with what's what, what, you know what's going on. Uh, we were talking about before how um, the NHL wants to make a stand. Um, we've seen in other sports that not do a good job making a stand against domestic abuse. Oh, uh, National Football so, League. Uh-huh. Yeah, really. Uh, the so the no, NHL, that's the only one. Yep. Um, so the NHL look, they try to make a stand, uh, and then a neutral arbitrator comes in and reduces the suspension. Uh, I guess uh, Bobby, I'll go to you just because your knowledge with the NHL. Um, I, I guess just overall, what's your opinion about the uh, redu- you know reducing the games, um, you know, with what happened? Uh, I'll just I'll say real quick if you know you haven't heard or you haven't heard our podcast, uh, Austin Watson, I believe, uh, I think he like slapped it, it like slapped his girlfriend or something in like a in a um, gas station parking lot. And uh, it was caught on video, and then it led to all this. But yeah, Bobby, I'll go, I'll go to you first uh, with with your opinion. So, all right, it's actually interesting now because something came out yesterday uh, that may be the reason why the arbitrator made uh, uh, less of the suspension. So, uh, also, Watson's girlfriend has actually come out and taken blame for the situation. Oh, and, I didn't see that. Yeah, so this is coming from Sportsnet. Um, so he, uh, so apparently, so uh, his girlfriend uh, uh, Jen Gardino, uh, she issued a statement uh, Saturday saying uh, this incident on June sixteenth was not an act of domestic violence and that Watson would never hit or abuse her. She goes on to say, "My behavior and state of intoxication led to the police being involved that day. I have struggled with alcoholism for many years and I am actively involved in AA." I am fortunate to have Austin's continued support with my treatment. We handled matters poorly on June 16th and know that we need to make better decisions going forward. So, uh, the story originally was 
that uh, Watson uh, and his girlfriend were arguing, and he ended up pushing her, and there were red marks uh, uh, visible on her chest, uh, and she she said that Watson caused them, and then a month later on July twenty fourth, he pled no contest of domestic assault. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was, he, I think, he got a misdemeanor charge, and he has like three months of probation. Uh, and, and like he's in a treatment program or whatever. Uh, so it, this is really strange now. I, I mean, it, nothing ever calls for you to be hitting somebody like that, but uh, well, it, it, it is really, really strange. I, I, I don't listen. I don't know anything about his girlfriend. I don't know if this is her just trying to. I, I don't know. T- take some of take some of the the, the heat away, maybe. Yeah. I don't know what's really happening here. It's hard to say. Um, yeah, that's an interesting situation that she'd come out and uh, basically say that it wasn't an, entirely his fault. Right. Well, it's interesting for me to hear because that's the first I've honestly heard about it. And that kind of if, – if she is telling the truth, that changes things. Um, I mean, I still think just to make a stand – the suspension yeah. should have stayed the same. I like again. It's not like the NHL wanted it to stay that way. So I, right. it's not their fault. It's just that that's what uh, yeah. happened. But. I I got to think that the arbitrator knew about this already before the 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 suspension got reduced because this came out yesterday. Um, and what he he reduced the uh the um suspension got reduced like the day before. Yeah, so uh, so I guess he already knew this. Here she already knew this. I forget the person's name. But uh, I, you know what, I, I, I was for keeping it, um, really no matter what happens, because it, it, to me, that's the NHL saying, listen, we are not dealing with this bullshit. We are not. Right, zero tolerance. We are not. Listen, you, you do this, you're getting hit with a, with a suspension and probably a, a decent fine. And I'm sure Which if he were to do it again, uh, he'd be out of the league. Well, it, it's interesting too because um, actually, when it was announced that you know when the when it was officially announced that he got the suspension, the twenty seven games, uh, a lot of people were actually calling for it being too little um, because it was. I think it was. Um, so I'm not a hundred percent on this, but I think the twenty seven games part of the twenty seven games was like a few preseason games, so it's really only yes. like twenty two, twenty three, something like that. So a lot of people are calling for more. Um, a lot of games. Like yeah, I want to. I want to throw an interesting thought about this. Okay. Um, I wonder how like a situation like this for a specific player like, changes the team's dynamic. In terms of like, because what do you mean? they're gonna be like because because if I had if I was on a pro pro sports team and I knew one of my teammates was abusing your wife, I would oh, not yeah. get along with that person. Yeah, I that's that's a good point actually. Um. But like, how does know. that happen in the NFL? Like, you you have, uh, you have players who have legitimate like 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 this situation is a little strange, right? Like Dawson Watson, because it's not like he was beating shit out of her, right? Right, right. He probably and, just shoved her. Yeah, right, and I think I, it was like a yeah, like. it was either like a slap or a shove. And I'm not just yeah. we're not discounting that this is not you know this is still a bad situation. Right, but, he was 100 percent wrong. There's no but, unclarity yeah, about that. It but. wasn't like you know some of the things we've heard in the past with NFL players literally like beating the shit out of women. Like, yeah, so. 
like what's his name in the elevator? The infamous uh, Ray Rice uh, man. Ray that whole situation was messed up. Yeah, that that, <laughs> that is that, crazy. That video was hard to watch. Yeah, it was disturbing. <laughs> like Jesus. Um, but no, I, I you gotta wonder if 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 some people just kind of turn their back on the guy. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, there's really not much you can do, right? Because you know, as as a player, like if you have somebody you know on your team who uh is an is an abusive person. You kind of have to put up with it because at the end of the day, your job is to, is you know, you get paid to play ball. Right. right? So you kind of have to suck it up and, and kind of put it aside and and uh, and just go out there and play and do the best you can to not you're let right personal feelings be on the way. But you're right. You're absolutely right there. But even then, your mentality is still changed about that person. So, it's Zach, like, right? going to your point, now it's different because – um, you know, we keep referring back to the NFL. The NFL is much different because uh, as sad as it is to say, this has happened more than once in the NFL. And also in the NFL, you're in a 53-man locker room. And, you know, you're kind of somewhat, at least from what I've seen, divided. Like, you know, offenses with offense, defenses with defense. And that's how you kind of create bonds. But like in the NHL, there's 20 people in the locker room. Uh, you're basically seeing everybody at all times. And like, not to mention, like, this is, I mean, besides the whole uh, Slava Boynov thing that happened a few years ago where he oh, was God. beating the shit out of his wife and then is, you know, out of the league now, um, this hasn't really happened that much uh, and then in the NHL. So it, it'll be – it's interesting just because, um, you know, you say about getting along with your teammates and stuff like that. Like, it's, it's definitely – there's definitely a different mentality in the NHL locker room. Uh, over an NFL locker room or MLB or you know whatever the case, uh, just because size of the room, I feel like is a big you know proponent of that. But yeah, it, it's um, I don't know. I guess Bobby is, is right though. I mean, I I would probably hold somewhat of a grudge depending on the situation. But at the end of the day, you kind of get paid to almost get along with this person and perform with him. So. Uh, you kind of have to do what you have to do, but yeah, you're yeah, you're forced to get along with them. But still, I mean, I can get along with people, but it's still not a good time for me. So yeah, yeah. that's really <laughs> my point on it. I mean, it, it has to do something to the overall team dynamic. Oh yeah, for, I, you got to suck so. it up and play with them, but it's not the same. Yeah, I think so for sure. I think it might you know probably mess with the chemistry a little bit, but um, yeah. So we will move on to uh. The uh, Joel Embiid, uh, center for uh, Man Bobby's Philadelphia 76ers, uh, just signed recently a five-year deal with Under Armour, um, <clears throat> excuse me, ma- <clears throat> making him the highest played player at his position in terms of um, endorsement deals. Uh, so at first glance, this is kind of just like, it looks like a, you know, the guy just wanted to get paid, but there's actually a lot more to this. I was reading up on this yesterday. So as part of the deal, uh, Embiid and Under Armour will will partner up, uh, not just, you know, for branded clothes and footwear and stuff like that, uh, but also uh, the deal includes uh, charitable, oh my God, (laughs) charitable charitable initiatives um, in and around the Philadelphia area, as well as in Cameroon, where uh, Embiid is from. Um, so this is a big deal because, uh, I was also reading that, um, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of charity, uh, work, uh, when he was a kid in Cameroon, um, with the NBA and NBA players and stuff like that. So not only is it a deal 
uh, that makes him very, very rich, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, it also allows him to give back. And he, you know, talk about growing the game over there and giving kids the opportunities uh, that everybody else has. So trust the process. Uh, Trust the process. Trust the process. Uh, and I, and just because uh, it's Embiid and I love this guy, like of course, um, you know, there's a big thing about uh, big men uh, endorsing uh, shoes and stuff like that. Like it, in the past, it hasn't gone that well. Um, but in a quote by Embiid, uh, because this just sounds like something he'd say, he said, "I mean, listen." I'm gonna make sure they. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure they design some shoes as pretty as me as I am. Don't worry about that. We're gonna take care of that. He is. Uh, they are gonna wear go the, the uh, Steph Curry dad shoes under armor. Oh my <laughs> god! Stop! I don't want to even think about that. Uh, but no, it's it's good. Uh, I'm you know, a lot of people are gonna criticize it just because Embiid is a cocky player, and you know they're gonna hear about. He's now the highest played, paid center uh, in terms of endorsement deals. But look, I mean, he's given back to Philadelphia and Cameroon, so it's a it's a, a good thing. Um, but yeah, something I just want to touch on. And our speaking last, of uh, well, Brooklyn, so speaking of yeah, trust the process, okay. speaking of trust the process, so apparently 76ers have filed like copyright for it, so they are ready to full on just run with this for the foreseeable future oh, yeah. with yeah, this whole sure. thing. And I I, I just want to say. Stephen A. Smith, stop hating on this thing. I hate. I, I seriously, that take that he he put. I think he put that take out last year about yeah. how he hates the idea of trust the process because that's getting people in seats. Isn't that the goddamn point? Yeah, exactly. Like it's a great marketing strategy. It is. It is. And Stephen it's not a. like Smith's the Sixers are bad. Man. It's not like the Sixers are bad. I mean, they they could definitely do better, but. And well, they made the playoffs player. last season, so I mean, yeah, they're I mean, a look, decent team. they're looking up like uh, with LeBron being out of the, with LeBron now going to the West. I think it opens up the East now. Like, yeah, I think they're you know it's them, the Celtics, excuse me, and the Raptors as the top three teams in the East. So, but um, I guess there's always a chance. But yeah, I mean. It's a good marketing strategy, and look, it's worked. So I don't know why he's hating. <laughs> I, I don't know either, man. I really don't know that that would made no sense to me. And his core <laughs> argument was that, like, it's like, yeah, you trust the process to get you guys in seats, and and like, uh, what else he say? Like, just basically, like, oh, he's not showing any promise. What games are you watching, pal? Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't uh, get me wrong. I, I like Stephen A. Smith actually more than probably most others do, just because I, I I'm glad he plays devil's advocate a lot. But this one I just did not get whatsoever. That's his main job is playing devil's advocate. Yeah, and you uh, know what? It's a good thing to have. It's why Skip and Shannon exist now. Yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> our last uh, quick pick of the, the day, uh, Monday Night Football last week, Drew Brees eclipsed Peyton Manning's uh, passing record of 71,940 yards. Uh, in style, he did it too. A uh, 64-yard touchdown. Um and now he is now the uh, all-time passing leader. Uh, he currently sits at 72,103 yards with the whole season left and hopefully uh, more seasons to come. Um, he's 39 now, so we'll have to see. But uh, I, I wanted to propose a question because um, not only is he close to uh, – or not only has he now broken the total yards record, he is – Correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's only a few behind uh, on the uh, touchdown record now. 
So, yeah. Let me look um, at that. I, I think he's like, I don't, I want to say like only two behind or one behind or something like that. Um, <clears throat> I'll let you know in a second. Yeah. So I'll, I'll kind of propose the question I have. When we're talking about the greatest quarterback of all time, there's a lot of Brett, you know, for a while it was Brett Favre. Obviously, Tom Brady, um, you know, Montana. Uh, I would even say Dan Marino. So, uh, like, all yeah. these guys are up there. Drew Brees is, to me, not talked about enough for being literally, like, and now you see it with him breaking the yards record. Like, you know, it's funny. Like, I think when you bring up the top, quarterbacks of all time like he a lot of people would not think about him as being like number no. one or two i think he's severely underrated for being the best quarterback of all time it's just because he hasn't won as won as many super bowls as brady uh well he has uh, well that's true i think he's got a I few mean, for I, sure I, I, yeah because he won one back in 2000 2009 nine yeah 2009 yeah. i'm pretty sure yeah versus the, the colts wasn't it yeah. So Drew Brees, he's one touchdown away from 500. Wow. Oh, okay, that's it was um, 500. Okay, so he's still quite a while, or you know, quite. He's, cur- he's currently number four on the list. Yeah. He's about, I'll say, 40, 40 behind number one. Number one's Peyton Manning. Yeah. So I'm sorry. So that I because I was you looking at tweets. It. And I, I was I was saying um, he was one behind, so I, I for some reason thought the record. But yeah, I mean, look, if he plays, I, I don't know. I mean, it would be hard to do with the rest of the season and and next season if he played. But I mean, it's Drew Brees at the end of the day. It's it's possible. But yeah, I kind of wanted to get your guys' thoughts on. Um, I th- I honestly think he's um, probably a top three quarterback of all time. Like and and he I I'm still gonna reserve number one to Brady just be probably because of the Super Bowls and I hate doing that but like I have to recognize greatness but yeah, like he has the stats and the rings though yeah but like just Drew Brees man like this guy every year it he is so consistent um Brendy I know well Brendy and Zach you know being Falcons fans I know he's been terrorizing the uh, NFC South. For years, um, you know, I, I just kind of want to get your guys' take on where you guys think he he really ranks because, like I said, I think he's severely uh, slept. Not it's hard it's hard to say slept on in this. He's conversation. not talked it's about as much as Brady. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in my book, I put him like even being a Falcons fan, man, I put him as number one. Like he's the goat. It's just just because just because of the way he carries himself on and off the field. Yeah, that's the other thing. He's like he's one of those guys. He's not flashy. He just goes no. out there, does his job, and goes home to his kids. Right. Like, yeah. I I don't know how he can get any any better of a player, like any more of a face of the of the football league. And he's, and as far as I know, he's never been in any trouble. Not that I recall. No. no. I mean, you know, it's funny though. Like talking about this now, you know, you know how much like hate Brady gets. Like you know, Breeze doesn't get that hate, but he also doesn't get that love that Brady gets in terms of again being the best of all time. Um, but. Well, He's, Part of it's the rings, though, is because, like, so Breeze, what, he has one, I think, right? So I'm trying one. to think. I know he at least has one. because One course, appearance and one ring. That's it. Okay. Right, okay. I, I was pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, and it's like uh, the Saint. he's been the face of the Saints for basically yeah. since, he, since he, he joined. Yeah, yeah since he yep. joined the team, right? And, but the Saints, as a franchise, have not been very good. 
right? The reason why Brady yeah, yeah. is considered, you know, the go by maybe was because he came in and basically completely flipped the script with the Patriots, him and Belichick, right? Now, Breeze, don't get me wrong, I, I definitely put him up there as well, and I think he's severely underrated. He's not talked about as often. Like, when was the last time you heard anything newsworthy about Drew Brees except for this in the past couple of years? Like, he, it's, not, it's not his fault that the, the, the Saints have been downhill, but, um, you know, it, the, the Saints just haven't been able to kind of back up his reputation of being a good quarterback. And again, that's not on him. Especially with the whole Bounty Gate scandal. Oh, oh my God. God remember? Yo, that was the craziest shit. How long was that ago? Uh, that that was during their soup. It happened during like their Super Bowl season, and like yeah. a little bit afterwards. Hold on, hold on. I want to make a comment on why uh, Tom Brady, why people think Tom Brady is the goat. Okay. <laughs> or not why people think why he is the goat. Okay. First of all, he's got five rings, so that's that's pretty respectable. That, that I'd helps say. anybody. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> I, I feel like everyone hates Tom Brady, but is forced to recognize that he's the goat. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't I don't hate Tom Brady, but like I, I'm biased because um you know being a Broncos fan and having Manning and and seeing him break the all time touchdown record here right. and the season he had breaking uh at this uh, what was the season um what was it 2014 where they had that incredible season and got absolutely torched in the Super Bowl like that year they had one of the best offenses um numbers wise uh, of all time and uh so like it's so i, I kind of i guess i'm biased that way but yeah i mean i recognize that uh that Brady is a good by the way did any of you guys see the video that manning made for breeze um yeah it was on twitter yeah like so basically if you haven't seen it uh you know they're manning what was he like cutting an apple or cutting a tomato or something yeah. like that and someone's like and, hey yeah uh, Drew Brees just broke your, your record and he's like, what record? <laughs> <laughs> Passing yards record and then, you know, he just made it basically made a skit out of it and then congratulated Drew. Uh, I love Man. I think Manning could, I wish he would step into the booth uh, and be an announcer. Oh. Can you imagine um, like Manning and Tony Romo being in the booth together for a game? Yeah. Oh my That'd God. Be I, I love Romo for that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I, I hate him because he was a cowboy. But God, if he is not the most knowledgeable person on that headset, like yeah, oh just, my God. I, everything he says, just it it makes total sense. Dude, he was a good quarterback in theory, but he <laughs> excuse me, he was always a hurt. But <laughs> also, like the it's the infamous like <laughs> him like dropping this the, st- the uh, snap. On the uh, on what was it? The um, game. The, the, it was the game tying uh, extra point, and I'm trying to yeah. think. So I have a question: Why the hell was he the holder on that play anyway? Because that's a good question. Shouldn't that be reserved to like either the backup quarterback or the punter? That's what it usually works. Yeah. Now, like, I, excuse me, I don't know if it was um a thing where like one of them are hurt. I, this was obviously years ago, but. Yeah, um, crazy. Like, I don't know, there's just the, the situation, like, I feel like could have never happened if, like, just Roma wasn't, like, if Roma wasn't there, like, why the hell is the starting quarterback the holder, the holder for the field goal? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Sense, man. But no. He, he would have had better luck kicking the fucking thing. But uh, I, I do yeah. still want to kind of go back to Breeze, though, because, you know, this is really about him. Yeah, uh, he he needs to be talked about more. I mean, he's he's good. He's he's so, the, the greatest ever step on the field. 
So let's. So if you were to make a top ten, where would you have them? I would have Breeze. I would have at. Hmm. It depends in terms of what, because you can you can be a decent quarterback and win Super Bowl after Super Bowl. But he's obviously something a little more special than a, than a decent. Yeah, quarterback. right, right, right. To, I would say to, uh, top ten quarterbacks in NFL history. Oh, I would put um, him. At, I would put him at. Damn, I'm. I think I put him at three. So I'd have Ooh. Brady. I'd have Manning. I'd have Breeze, and then I'd probably have. Where do you have Marino? Favre, and then maybe. Um. Elway. Elway. Uh, yeah. Elway's. Pro- I would probably have like. I'm trying. I'm flipping between like Marino and Montana at like, um, five and six, but then have like Elway at seven. I don't know. I'm like God. He's definitely top five. He's definitely top five. I think and also would. like, Oof. also like, you know, I know Rogers is still playing and stuff like that. But we talked about Rogers and how I mean he doesn't have the. He only has one Super Bowl. But Aaron Rodgers, I think, is also in that conversation for top ten. Uh, I'm not saying the best. I'm saying, but he. No, I, think, I don't know about that. I don't He's, know, man. I think he challenges top ten. Give him, give him one season where he has a, a good wide receivers and they have a playoff run. Then we could talk about Dude, it. Like if, that's that's the thing. No, like here's like he he he. I don't think he has all the numbers that he should be getting, and that's partly because of who his wideouts are. Like, like so. If you if so, Rogers. I don't even know how he, old he is now. But say he gets one more Super Bowl, does that put him in top ten for sure? Like, is it he a lock for you at that point? I. No. That's crazy. For me, that is insane. That is a hot take. I don't know. That's don't not know. a hot take. I, well, the, hold the on. Guy hold on. The, best, the guy has the best passer rating of all time. Like by a, like by two points too. Like. It, it's fucking Aaron Rodgers we're talking he's, about here. He's definitely in the conversation. I would have to sit down and actually think about it. I mean, I would say I'm not. Hold on, like I'm like I'm not saying he's the best of all time. I'm saying, oh, like, yeah. as a lot, like to put him in the top ten if he had another. I think he's already top ten, but I'm saying like it would be a lock if he got another Super Bowl. I talk about it. I would absolutely talk about it. I mean, I I I, I can't say because you know I I have to actually stay on and make my list, but I don't know if I'd put him there. But he he definitely is in the conversation. And he could definitely break it. I can see what you're saying, and he definitely is there. And like I said, we talked about Aaron Rodgers, and you and me both, especially, have talked about how much we actually really like the guy because uh, yeah. he's great. He's one of those guys. He's again great on and off the field. He just has a bad look. My favorite thing about him, though, is uh, when he gets hit, and he's like, "Oh yeah, good job, big man." That's like yeah. my favorite thing about him for some reason. It's so strange, but it, it it makes me laugh every time I hear it. No, I I, I think I don't know, man. I love. I, I really like Rodgers. Like he's probably one of my, I mean, I don't know. He's probably like my favorite favorite uh quarterback to watch. He's he's so good, man. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I it was know. Andrew Luck who was doing that. He was getting hit and being like good hit big man. L- Luck does that too, but <laughs> Rodgers does too. But you know gotcha. what? Like I think I'm also severely like Joe Montana, I think I'm severely uh Probably, you know, he's before my time too. So this is probably why. But I think Montana, I kind of underrank there. Like Montana has Super Bowls as well. So, see, it, it, the question is, a lot of people, you know, are you, if you're going off Super Bowls, like I think Montana has what four? I want to say so. Like that puts him in the conversation. But like, 
Right? It's really hard for us to say because those quarterbacks like didn't but, really play in our generation. Like, yeah, like I said, it's hard to say. We um, just know we just know what they did based on their stats. Yeah. So like again, to me, like you know. Rodgers is amazing, but he just doesn't have the accolades you have to, I don't know. We'll move on just because we could talk about this all day, um, and we'll just argue one, about it all day. One more point. Uh, extremely underrated quarterback, Otto Graham, brought the Cleveland Browns mm. three NFL championships. So, I mean, there you go. I mean, the Cleveland Browns <laughs> need all the help they can get. Maybe they should bring him back now. <laughs> um, uh, he, he died in 2003. So. I know. I, dude, bring back from, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I know. I'm bringing back from the dead. Um, so, you know what? We'll put this on hold for now because maybe this is a conversation we come back to in the future. Uh, but basically, just let's recognize the greatness of, of Drew Brees and, and we'll move on. Uh, and congratulations. So, you know. Acknowledged. Yep. Uh, Acknowledged. And now, now we will move on to uh, a very talked about topic. Now, this is uh, when this podcast comes out, it would have happened a week ago, but uh, we can't not talk about it. Uh, the Connor Khabib fight uh, commenced last weekend. And, you know, the fight sucked. <laughs> like, I'll put it to you this way the fight sucked. But it wasn't about the fight, it's everything that happened after the fight. Um,. I'm sure you've seen, uh, so the fight goes four rounds, Khabib uh, wins by submission, and then all hell breaks loose. Khabib climbs over the cage, uh, attacks Conor McGregor's, um, um, uh, uh, Jesus, coach, yeah. Um, he attacks to, Jesus? No, well, I'm trying to think what, what his, the, the coach did, and I'm forgetting his name, too. Um, he was, uh, it's, um, I Wow, I just had up. It's uh, John. John. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, is it uh, John? Uh, Jesus, this is not John Kavanaugh. No, John it wasn't Jesus. him. It was, was it not John Kavanaugh? No, Jesus. Uh, somebody talk. I I, I got to look this up. It's going to drive me crazy. But no, uh, Jesus. No, it's <laughs> not. It's not Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> um. Yeah, go ahead, Bobby. I'm I'm looking, but uh. So. <sighs> So I I kind of watched like half the fight to Twitter, right? I I didn't get to see, but people were posting videos, obviously, randomly. Uh, the only thing that I saw was that was hype worthy besides the in the fight was uh, Kibbe threw one like wicked right that knocked oh, yeah. McGregor down for a yeah. minute. Uh, so that that was a hit, and then obviously making him tap. Uh, but all the all the other thing was so. I said this earlier when we were gonna when we decided we were gonna talk about this on the podcast. I said this story is gonna keep gaining more and more things about it for the foreseeable future. And I'm right. There was a video released of when uh, Khabib was mounted was uh, mounting McGregor, and he was punching him, and he was like basically yelling at him, saying, "Let's talk now," as he's just punching him in the face. Like, I'm gonna cut you off. I God, I couldn't think of this guy's name. Dylan Dennis. It's that's his, right. Uh, Jujitsu coach. I was mixing him up with Jeff Janis, who's a wide receiver in the NFL. <laughs> uh, that's Thank why I was all messed bro. up. But yeah, Jesus Dylan Janis. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Yo, was, that, that was such a brain fart. Like, I couldn't even think. Like I was just trying to say something. But no. Checkmate, yeah. Atheist. Dude. <laughs> like, so not only was this the um, 
I mean, obviously, you have the Mayweather-McGregor fight, which was big. But in UFC history, like, this is up there uh, as one of, like, the most hyped fights. And then to see what happened afterward, and, you know, you can debate. So, uh, you know, obviously, the first thing Dana White comes out and says is, you know, how bad this is for the company. <sighs> so, um, I, I have... I I want to bring up something interesting yeah. that I a clip that I saw recently from uh, Brendan Schaub. Okay, you guys know who he is. Familiar with him? He used to fight in the UFC. Yes, yep. and he's. I think he's doing comedy now. It's I totally not what I thought you said. <laughs> but uh, do, do I even want to know what you thought he said? I, I thought you said Brendan's job. I'm like, what, Jimmy Johns? No, Brendan Schaub. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, he used to. He used to be a fighter in the UFC, but he was. Uh, I think he was on Joe Rogan recently, and he was talking about how he he basically he didn't want to go to the fight because he knew something violent was going to happen afterwards. Yeah, and he called that he called that a few days before. So I thought that was oh, really interesting. Oh yes, yes, you know, yes. I had seen this. Yeah, yeah, because he's going to have more knowledge of the climate, like inside the UFC, versus what yeah. we can see. Which so I thought that was an interesting perspective. Even more interesting that he called it correctly. Yeah. Um. Uh, it was on Joe Rogan. I, I did see this. So a lot of, uh, and what I want to talk about here is, is kind of what stemmed this. So obviously we had a couple months ago, McGregor throwing the uh, hand truck through the bus window um, and the whole thing with that. But then there's this whole, uh, uh, and you know what? I'm I'm going to side with Khabib just because I know they're <laughs> as sad as this is like the, uh, you know how McGregor is. There's a lot of stuff with uh, McGregor saying shit about uh, his religion. Uh, Khabib is Muslim. Either he's saying stuff about his dad, uh, about his country, stuff like that. So I think this, that, honestly, and also Dylan Dennis, I think was like one of the reasons he got attacked was he was saying stuff too. Honestly, I think that's what stemmed all of us. Like more than anything, like not even like the whole thing with the the bus incident like i think it was more um probably mcgregor running his mouth too much and saying things he shouldn't and yeah i get i get like building up the hype and like trying to piss off the other guy for media attention but yeah yeah at some stage you can't talk about his family and his religion dude those are just that's too far and here's the thing i'm in i i'm just coming from a guy who likes mcgregor a lot i'm not going to condone him attacking family or religion, any of that. But you know, he knows how to get paid in the UFC. He knows right, right. right. Yep. I agree. Um, look, I mean, I think uh, what I was going to say earlier is Dana White came out and immediately said, you know, how bad this is for the brand, blah 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 blah. I, uh... I mean, look, this fight was already, um, this fight was already a big fight, uh, obviously. But you know how much people are talking about it even more now. Like, right. Yeah. So just just let's say hypothetically none of this happened after the fight and we watched that fight as bad as it was. Do you think people would I mean look it's still at the end of the day some could be even McGregor but do you think people will be talking about it as much as they still are a week later with just that fight happening and nothing else? I don't personally think so. I think it's it's stirring up a lot and you know as bad as Dana White said oh this is bad for the brand honestly no it's it's not like they'll probably get more viewers like you know I, I feel like more people gravitate to it just because I don't know if you first of all if you watch the UFC 
uh, I feel like you're into that stuff anyway because the UFC is such a violent sport. Like, you just want to see as much violence as possible. <laughs> um, UFC is a crazy sport. So uh, I think that, um, yeah, I, I think that, I, I don't I don't really agree with Dana honestly like I think that he I think he I has think to say I, that well, and I, yeah and I, I, exactly that's what I'm trying to get at. like he has to say that in the back of his head he is so he's probably happy that this happened honestly because, I, like I said it's gonna build the brand I <laughs> I think him saying it's bad for the sport is kind of hypocritical he. Knew exactly what might have happened. I don't listen. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Shab called it with with the Von Zang, and I don't expect anyone to know that Khabib was going to hop the fence or anything like that. But what I'm saying is, the only reason this fight even remotely happens is because McGregor is talking and had the bus attack, and Khabib responded. Right. That's it. Um, like, but the only reason that the Mayweather fight happened is because McGregor ran his mouth, like. That's what gets the views, and it, it's nothing against UFC fans. It's entertaining, right? And it's real. It's 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 why you know WWE's been in business for as long as they have, right? Because it's entertaining. It's guys beating the ever living shit out of each other, fake or not, and it's it, it's a story that is followed, right? And now you have UFC when it's blown up in the past decade or so. For now, now you have all that entertainment. Plus, the guys are actually fighting and hitting each other in the face. Like, and it, it, that's kind of the culture of UFC, right? You're expecting the drama, right? Now, like, let's, let's, so let's, let's put an example here. Let's, let's say, and this is such a out there thing. Let's say I was a fighter, right? And I was a fighter <laughs> in the UFC, right? I don't see myself being the, 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 the talker. I'm not much, I don't, I, I mean, I trash talk, right? In, in, in sports, but I'm not going after families or religions or, or anything like well, that. It takes, a, it takes a certain type of personality to be a trash talker. It does. And honestly, that's why McGregor is at the point where he is right now because of his trash talking. Yeah, I, he's a really I agree good with fighter. that 100%. Like, I mean, McGregor has the skill to back up, um, I guess, everything he says. But, like, the reason I think, you know, the reason he's big is not only because there's how he fights, but like he, he's, he makes the UFC money, like because he, he can talk somebody ear off. Like, right. And then people who do try and get into the UFC, but they're like the most humble guys. Yeah. They, they don't get it those, they don't get those main event matches. Right. Like it happens. So like you saw with, um, the only, the only one I could think of where that happened was when, uh, Ronda Rousey finally lost. Mm-hmm. Um, Holly Holm, right? Yeah, it was Holly Holm. Yeah, Holly Holm, yeah. Yeah, so she uh, she really wasn't saying anything. Like, Ronda Rousey tried to get a rise out of her at the, way- at the weigh-ins, and Holly just stood there. Like, she did nothing. That was the only time where it was like, okay, so she ha- she's not really much of a trash talker as far as I know, uh, but she went in there, and she knew her skills, and she was able to actually beat the undefeated Ronda Rousey. Like, uh, but otherwise, that doesn't work. It never works. It's the reason why McGregor is always talked about. It's, I do want to bring, bring this up just because it's. I'm pretty sure it's just kind of the popular opinion right now. But uh, so I was I was confused when everyone was like bashing Khabib after he hopped the fence after the fight. You know, yeah. considering McGregor's history, right? And, like like you were saying, Tyler, when he threw the the hand truck through the the bus window and 
honestly, multiple other offenses outside of the <laughs> octagon. Yeah. yeah. I just I just don't get why they were so hard on Khabib and they were I mean I, I realized that both players were or not or but not fighters, players, yeah. fighters were suspended after the entire situation went down, but people well, were so, so quick to, to bash Khabib for doing that when you can only push a man so far. And especially so, since like he's he's sorry to pay off that it's it's yeah. uh it, especially since like he just fought a, a intense match, right? I mean you can you can you can debate on how good the fight actually was or not. But you know, he's 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 in like a locked in zone, right? And then you got McGregor's jujitsu coach who uh, apparently, and this is this is allegedly, uh he was talking crap after the fight to Khabib. That made Khabib turn around in the first place, right? Yeah. So and, and after everything that's already been said, like he got McGregor down, he made him tap, and it's like, okay, now I gotta make a statement to the rest of the guys. Do not fuck with me. Like yeah. And like, and I'm not. I'm not condoning it. Again, you know that 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 was uh, a very dangerous situation to say the least. Uh, yeah. I, I, my, just for the record, my favorite meme out of this is when uh, they posted the picture of Drake. And it's like Drake's face when he was <laughs> yeah. climbing the cage. <laughs> like, I, dude, if if he's if that dude is climbing the cage, I'm on the side of the octagon. I'm out of the building. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm running. If there's anybody in the UFC, I'm not fucking with this Khabib. Yep. A crazy motherfucker. Um, one thing I want to touch on too is the whole thing with uh, Khabib's teammates. One of them being his brother, uh, hopping into the ring and just cheap shotting the shit out of McGregor. Yeah. Um, that was a dangerous situation. Like it, it was his brother, uh, that um, got McGregor when he was not looking. Um, you know, there's all there's this whole perspective now, because uh, there's a bunch of different camera angles about how McGregor might have provoked this. I don't agree with that. Like, no. the, you you see him throwing a punch at the one of Khabib's other teammates, but it was because he was the guy was about to attack him, and you then know, all I don't of a sudden think, he just got sucker punched. I think you're right. McGregor didn't provoke this on I, that day. He didn't provoke it. But yeah, exactly. Weeks before. Prov- provoking it yeah I, like i said if in my opinion the main reason this all went down was because of that um i don't want to go too long with this just because zach has to leave but i want to ask the question uh what do you think the future of the ufc looks like now um in terms of what's going to happen with khabib and mcgregor and kind of just the overall like i i, I don't know maybe like safety of it because Honestly, Obviously, I think they'll just make them tone it down with the trash talking. Yeah, so um, like, I I don't know, I I but like the but that's the thing, like I the think trash- the, the trash talking is what like gets the fans excited and stuff like that and brings in new fans. So here, you're right, the but then but they're gonna be like, all right, no trash talking religion, like you know, there, there's a, or maybe it'll just be like an unspoken rule where I feel like it should have been already, <laughs> like. Okay. I, I, that's a fucked up thing to talk about, but Bobby, yeah. Yeah, no. So here, here's here's what's going to happen. I can tell you exactly what's going to happen. So here's the thing, and this is something we we do have to note. So uh, tomorrow, October. So today's October fourteenth. By the time we're recording this, uh, so by the time this comes out, it'll probably already have happened. October fifteenth, uh, both players are going to be suspended uh, ten days uh, by uh, the Nevada State Athletic Commission for the brawl. Right. So understand. <laughs> The UFC basically has bosses, right? Like there was a reason it took so long for UFC to happen in New York because the New York Athletic Commission was not letting those fights happen, right? So they can't do anything without the commission saying it's okay. And that's why um, 
you know, they're not in charge of really any of the rules for the most part. They can decide match format and stuff like that, from my understanding. But like, you know, drug suspensions and stuff like that, that's not them. That's USADA. So, so here's what's going to happen. So they're going to suspend 10 days on October 15th, but there is a investigation already happening already on the brawl. And there's going to, there's a potential for uh, additional suspensions to happen October 24th. I think what the state of the UFC relies on that hearing right there, because yeah. let's say if they throw, I don't know what the rule even is. I, so I, to say, throw the book is kind of the wrong thing. Let's say they bring the hammer down on these two guys and their team, right? Then UFC is going to have to be like, well, we can't lose our best fighters uh, or our most profitable fighters. I should probably say yeah, yeah. Uh, for, you know, for talking and, and have them suspended for X amount of time. But if what my prediction is, and you can call this a hot take if you want, it, my prediction is that suspension is not going to be much. It is no, really not. It is really not. And if that suspension is not going to be much, then the UFC is not going to do a goddamn thing. Because and, there are, like, Khabib and McGregor are already talking about a rematch. and Exactly. Um, and that's going to make money. I, I, and I don't know if this factors into it. I just want to point out that McGregor didn't press charges against because uh, three guys were arrested after the brawl. One of them right. being the brother that took the soccer punch, and then just two other teammates. He didn't press charges against them, so they got released. So, like, again, I don't know if that factors in, but I think, um, you know. And by the way, just just to say, props to McGregor for that because I feel like uh, he could have easily pressed charges, and they could, have, you know, uh, they're they're talking about getting banned from the country. Uh, He's He's oh, not an Wales. idiot. He knows he provoked it. Yeah, and and look, I think it's it's just kind of the nature of it. Like, if you're gonna say stuff like that, like, don't expect like to not get something back. You know, talking about somebody's religion is, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's dangerous territory in the fashion that he was like about to fight this guy. So, um, yeah, Bobby, I agree with you. It, I don't know. I mean, I just I just can't see it being a long suspension at all. I think. I can't. Uh, just again, just the profit these guys make. Again, they're already talking about a rematch. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I think that. Uh, no uh, way, I don't think it's much. But no but way. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's just it's crazy what happened. Like I was watching um, on on Twitter because I didn't fucking pay for the fight and. Uh, I didn't actually see the angle of the, <clears throat> excuse me. So I was watching like a guy who had a British stream and like, I didn't, they didn't show the angle of the cheap shot of McGregor after the fight. So like, it just kind of, it's just, it was, a, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen, honestly, like in the UFC, just like the mayhem that, it, that happened. I can't believe they got Khabib out of there that like easily, I should say, like when they, kind of escorted him out of the ring like i felt like the fucking arena was gonna attack him um oh yeah so it was kind of insane but they needed yeah. to get out um I, like i said one of the the craziest things that i've ever seen uh we'll we'll wrap it up there um but you know it's something that i'm sure uh we will um you know i don't you know maybe by next podcast we can talk about if there's a ruling or or whatnot but yeah we will keep 
we'll we'll keep you posted and give our opinions on uh, what happens uh, with the whole situation because it is a very interesting one. It's a very popular one, and something that uh, that. We'll, we'll have to see what happens. Uh, but yeah, we will leave it right there. Uh, Zach, uh, we will uh, we'll let you go to work. You know, get the money. Gotta make that bread. Gotta and, make the bread so I can continue doing the podcast. We'll let you go and then we'll continue on with uh, in case you missed it. But yeah. Let's uh, take a Peace, break. love. Peace. 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 All right. And now we're going to move on to our beloved segment in case you missed it. With Brandy. Brandy. Okay. Okay, so in case you missed it, it's brought to you by RM Productions. RM Productions, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. I was not even ready for that. That was a shot. That was a jab. All right, you know what? Well played. Well played. Still waiting on trifecta, buddy. Shut up. (laughs) All right, so first story of the day. Go over clips of your fucking Fortnite movie, you piece of shit. (laughs) Uh, okay, moving on. Alright, so our first story of the day uh, involves uh, everyone's favorite diva, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, and as you guys know, Odell Beckham Jr. has a thing for taking his frustration out on inanimate objects. <laughs> you know, such as, uh, you know, field goal nets and such. Uh, well, against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles this week, uh, he took his rage out on a fan and not like a fan in the stands but like a mechanical fan he literally just smashed his helmet or like smashed his head against the fan in frustration and just walked away this time though the fan did not fight back like the net did uh it's actually funny i'm watching the video right now so not only did he headbutt it he was like yelling at it and then punched it a couple times (laughs) (laughs) yeah he did and uh watch the video it's actually kind of funny he's like almost like taunting the fan. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like it's like I'm just trying to cool you off, chill. And all he seems to be steaming it up, steaming it up more. <laughs> but wait, it's not, um, it's not even on. He's probably just trying to turn it on. <laughs> and uh, according to an ESPN poll from Jason Whitlock, uh, he made a poll that said, uh, "Who is more important to the future of the Giants, Saquon Barkley or?" Uh, OBJ and eighty percent of people said Saquon Barkley. Yes, like huge, like eighty twenty. Like I, I, I agree it's Barkley, but I thought it would have been a little bit closer. I think I don't know. In my opinion, like you know, are the or not my opinion, but are the Giants, you know, trying to move away from Odell Beckham? Uh, so here's no. Let me think. I'm just gonna get my take on the whole like eighty twenty thing with Saquon. I agree. I think it should have been closer. Here's the thing. I think Saquon probably just because he he has like I guess the running back position has more of a opportunity to be an impact player over a wide receiver because I've talked about this before and this is the exact reason why Odell is having problems right now. The quarterback makes the wide receiver and Eli Manning can't get a ball downfield that like Odell when this guy should be getting 15 targets minimum a game. 
uh, like just based on how good he is and how bad their other receivers are. Um, I agree. I agree. Barkley again, just because I, first of all, obviously he's, he's a great player. He's going to be a great player, but I just think running backs have the ability to be more of an impact player. Um, do I, I do not agree even an inkling though about them trying to move on from OBJ. Um, I've talked about this before. Not only is he a great player on the field, but the money he brings in alone should, uh, should kind of suggest to keep him. Honestly, I think they just have to, I, the look, Eli Manning, uh, respect. He's had a great career, but like the, the, the stats he's putting up this year are God awful. Like he can't get the ball out to Odell. Um, yeah, I think it's, uh, I think, I don't know. I, I I still really like Odell. I know a lot of people hate on him, but uh, yeah, I I really like the dude. So I mean, we already we talked about you know we he's he's you know we talked about him before, and I talked about how I, I think I for the longest time thought he was overrated, but I know I'm statistically wrong. Yeah. But, uh, no, and especially after the contract he just got, I don't think they're gonna move away from him yet. He's just it's kind of like the Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown combo, right? I mean, you got someone to throw to, and you got someone to give the ball to in the backfield, and that could be the start of the Giants kind of starting to scramble the way back up the ladder a little bit. They just need somebody to actually be able to throw the ball. So you guys, like, 100% Giants second quarterback in the first round this year, right? Has like, to be. It has to. There's has no to be. Yeah, I, I would – I hate to say yes, but, like, I, I feel like there's – I don't feel like they have a choice. Or yeah. they make a trade. Yeah, I – But, I mean, who's out there that would – they would – I, like that's a team would be willing to give up, and they they could take you know kind of thing. Like that's a good question. I don't like, I, I don't know, but it. I'm I'm just trying to think in my head, and I can't right now. Like who's the who's the best quarter best backup quarterback in the, the uh, Jesus Christ best backup quarterback in the NFL right now? Um, Matt Schaub, Ryan, Nick Ryan Foles, Fitz, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Nick, oh yeah, Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Uh I could I mean, see it, Nick, but he's yeah. But Nick Foles is what in his thirties now? Yeah. So but, no. but even if they give him a couple of years, right? Unless he's planning on retiring soon. Uh, I, there's no, there's no. I, I'm a hundred percent sure they draft the QB for their future. Um, yeah, if I, if I had to get, if I had to guess, it'll either be Justin Herbert or Daniel Jones. It's interesting. So John Elway was at the Oregon game yesterday, um, and they brought him up a couple of times on the TV. He was there watching Herbert. So that's interesting from my standpoint with the Broncos. Um, Obviously, it's all going to depend on where he, where you know everybody drafts at. But uh, the way the Giants are looking, they're looking probably at a top five to seven pick. Giants um, right now are projected to pick ninth, according to CBS. That's crazy because aren't they one and five? Uh, well, yeah. You have to keep in mind though, like a lot of the NFL is like kind of bad right now. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, you got you know the. 49ers, Cardinals, Bills, mm. fucking Colts. You, you know, just there's a lot of teams uh, in front of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Uh, no, I, I think they, they have to go QB. Uh, and you know what? This might be an unpopular opinion, but like this whole thing, I think they're just blowing out of proportion with Odell on the sidelines, like getting frustrated and punching shit. Like it's just. You know how much that guy has the camera on him throughout a yeah. game? All the time. 
and because people and, want him, people want him to like do something, you know, and and he like has, that. and this is where the bad stuff comes about him. Look, dude, I'd be frustrated too if I was him. His quarterback, oh, yeah. the, 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 like the numbers that he's putting up, like it's it's he it's just a, oh my god, it's it's unbelievable. It's like he can't even get the ball out to him. Um, I know a Giants fan who just. He's over, like, he recognizes how good Eli was in the past, but he's, like, he's toast now, man. Like, he had to move on. Um, but, yeah, that's how I feel about that situation, at least. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to go ahead and move on from that story. So we're going to move on uh, to uh, something near and dear to my heart. Uh, of Obviously, the release of Black Ops 4 has had its problems. So we've all obviously played Fortnite. It's a game primarily played in third person and when you're playing you know you have emotes you can randomly use on uh players to you know taunt them and you know all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um so like when you do an emote uh in fortnite it like slightly zooms out like not much but then like it does the emote so something like corner peeking would not necessarily be an issue in black ops 4 though they also have emotes and it works basically the same way that it does in Fortnite, except it zooms zooms out a lot further, which essentially means you can hide behind a tree and uh, peek around corners and pick people off that aren't expecting you. And this actually happened to me a couple, uh, this actually happened to me once while uh, I was playing Blackout for the first time, actually. Uh, Some guy just came behind a tree and was like immediately shooting me. Um, And I didn't, I didn't think about it at first. But, you know, it kind of makes sense um, because Black Ops 4 Blackout is going to be primarily played in first person uh, and all the emotes are third person. So uh, a lot of fans are very unhappy about this. Um, You know, some people are saying it's a complete game exploit. Other people are saying, you know, it's, you know, a smart tactic. What do you guys think? So... I haven't gotten hands on, obviously. Personally, I think it's something they should probably remove because it's, uh, I think it's an exploit. Now, a lot of, like you said, a lot of people are saying, well, it's a strategy. Sure, it's a strategy, but like, I don't think it's right to be like being able to like stand behind a tree and then like emote and like see a guy in the distance. Like, I don't know. I think it's just something that, uh, they should probably. I don't know if I don't know how they could do it though, because like I don't think they want to remove it because, um, you know, I I guess emotes like kind of attract players. I guess I don't know what the whole thing about it is, but I think uh, I I think it's something like in my opinion they should change. Uh, I think it's an exploit. Um, what you know, if I was playing, would I use it? Probably, but like, um. I don't know. I just think it's... The only reason you would use it, though, is because, like, other people are, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, if I knew it was there and people were using it on me and that's how I was dying, like, hell yeah, I'm going to use it. It's like, like the cheese slide in NHL 18. Exactly. <laughs> people are going to do it to us, then I'm going to do it to them. Um, <laughs> is exactly how it is. That, that was actually a great comparison. Yeah, that's exactly how it is. Like, if somebody's going to use it on me and, and exploit it on me, then fuck them. I'm going to exploit it on them, too. So <laughs> that's how my opinion is on that. Yeah, Bobby. don't... don't uh, if something's there to be used, use it. Like, I don't... The people are like, oh, I don't want to be cheating. It's not cheating. It's just the way the game works. 
Like, yeah. it, it, and if that's going to help you win a game, why wouldn't you use it? You could Same argue though for stars. Black. You could argue though for Black Ops Four though, like uh, the emote. Um, you know, the kind of like the way it's working was not the way it was intended to be used, so therefore should be changed in some way. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm. That's just the argument for it. Yeah, but it is. So therefore, use it. Stop being <laughs> dumb. Stop being dumb. Stop holding back. Go win a game. No, I don't think it's cheating. I do think it's an exploit, though. Like it'll it'll still piss there. me off. Yeah, it'll still piss me off when I get killed by it. But it's there. I can't blame somebody for using an advantage that's built into the game. Will they fix it? Probably. But right now, go use it. Go get a W. What yeah, and, I, and I'm actually uh, I'm actually gonna link this uh, T Martin tweet uh, that actually shows what it kind of looks like in multiplayer. You guys should check it out uh, when you get the chance. Um, and, uh, it, sh- it basically shows, uh, how it works in firing range. Like you could just peek around doors and peek around corners, um, pretty easily without any trouble. Uh, yeah. and I believe it works for spray paints as well. So I seen this yesterday and I'm watching it now and like, again, it's there, so I'm going to use it, but like, this is dumb. Like they got to take that out. Like it's it's I don't know. I think it's just it's too good. I th- like I think it would probably be too good. You know what I mean? Like people will be using that all the time. And now that it's out there, like it was like trending on Twitter, like everybody's going to be using the shit now. So like um I don't know. I feel like it could be be a problem. They're going to have to in my opinion, I think they have to do something about it. <clears throat> All right, so uh, you guys are gonna be in disagreement on this one. Oh, are we? I mean, I, I think uh, so. But Bobby's saying, "Hey, keep it in the game." You're saying, you know, change it. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm. No, no, no. All right, hold on, time out. I'm not saying keep it in the game. I'm saying that if it's in the game currently, use it. I'm more talking about the players who are saying, "Oh, I'm not gonna use the cheese." Yeah, it's cheesy, but it's in the game, and I can't blame you for using it. I do want it out of the game. But I'm yeah. saying that it's not a problem for people to be using it right now while it's in the game. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, and I agree with that. Yeah. All right. Well, then we're going to move on to the last story in case you missed it. So are you guys familiar with the uh, Iron Man triathlon? Yes. yes. Okay. So for those, for those who aren't, the Iron Man triathlon uh, is a triathlon uh, consisting of a 2.4-mile swim a 112-mile bicycle ride, and a marathon, which is 26.22 miles. It is raced in that order without a break, and is considered, uh, it's considered one of the most difficult sporting events in the world. Uh, obviously, it, only oh, the best of best uh, can, can do it. If you're you're if you're crazy if you do that. <laughs> yeah, so I can't I couldn't exactly find like what an average time of finishes were. Um but the record itself is impressive. So if you guys have heard of Patrick Lang, uh he's a uh he's a he's from Germany and he has won the Ironman competition multiple times. Uh in fact he set he set the record um, back in 2016, with eight hours, eleven minutes, and fourteen seconds. Eight um, hours? Are you yes. So imagine doing all that shit in eight hours. Dude, I was thinking like the record would be like twenty hours. <laughs> nope. Okay. So the next year in 2017, um, he won again, 
except this time he smashed his own record and got a time of eight hours, one minute, and 40 seconds. Huh. Uh, and that, let's see, he had a 48-minute, 48-minute, 45-minute uh, swim, four-hour and 30-minute bike ride, and a two-hour, 40-minute marathon, uh, which is uh, what unheard of. Yeah, uh, a two-hour marathon. What? <laughs> okay. And and for, and if you if you did not realize this, uh, the uh, Ironman triathlon uh, was actually happened a couple days ago in Hawaii, and of course Patrick Lang was uh, was a participant, and he smashed his record again, getting a time of seven hours fifty two minutes and thirty nine seconds, uh, basically a ten minute. Uh, a break of his old of his own world record, uh, which is I, I I don't even have words. But so what you're telling me, Brendy, is he's gonna eventually in a couple of years be able to do this whole thing in 53 seconds? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, it sounds about right. You know, give it enough time. So um, so he celebrated by crossing the finish line. Obviously, uh, hold up held up the Iron Man belt. And finally, the at the very end, uh, he walked over and proposed to his girlfriend. Of uh, I'm not sure how many years, um, but it was kind of a nice way to finish off the uh, finish off the race. And uh, and and of course, she said yes. How, do you know how old he is by chance? Uh, I believe he's 32. Jesus. So he's, I don't know, you know, has, I'm not sure if he's capped, but you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Seven hours to do all that shit. Yep. Seven hours, 50, 52 minutes, 39 seconds. Just Dude, completely even, smashing his old record. I can't even dream about doing all that in eight hours. Like, are you serious? <laughs> like, that's crazy. Um, Those are for the people who were like superhuman. Yeah, yep. I was gonna say, and you know, you saying earlier about that, I guess one like the hardest sports to do. I feel like that's one of the hardest things to do ever. Like, like that just sounds impossible. Um, Jesus, I, I don't even have words. Like that's incredible. Uh, salute to him. So, like, also, do you know has he won? Like, I guess the past, like every event, the past. Few, is it, I guess it's yearly. I would imagine. So. He uh, he got, yeah, it is yearly. He, uh, won bronze. So he got third place in 2016 and then he won in 2017 and then won again this year. Gotcha. Huh. And those are the three times he's ran. Wow. Damn. Or I say ran, but I mean, participated. Did it. Yeah, participated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotcha. That's crazy, man. Like props. <laughs> I can't, like, I would like to see what the who came in second, what their time was. That would be interesting to compare. Um, the guy in second place, I believe it says right here on Twitter. Yeah, the guy in second place got seven hours, fifty six minutes, and forty one seconds. So right. basically, a four a four minute difference. Yeah, honestly, I thought it would be more than that, but that's still incredible. I like, yeah, that's insane. Um, you know, it's first, first ever sub sub eight hour performance. Like literally, that guy in second would have beaten the record, except that you know he, he was in first again. Like that's <laughs> right, kind right. of annoying. <laughs> it's, it's, gotta, it's gotta be like you, you train all this time to go to the uh, 
you know, you train hard, you're ready to break this record, you go to the Ironman, and look who's in front of you. Yep, no, <laughs> you're walking right on out. Yeah, I'd be pissed. It's, it's like in your head, like, if he's not there, you have the record. <laughs> that Yeah, that's... Uh, props, man. Props to him. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you know, a nice way to finish it off, you know, and also getting engaged uh, yeah. as well. So, great day for Patrick Lang, and uh, that's going to wrap up in case you missed it. Interesting stories as always. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Now we're going to move on to uh, just another big topic we want to talk about real quick because uh, PlayStation has been in the news recently. We've seen um, them experiment with. Well, first of all, we've seen a few months ago basically them saying that they're the best platform ever and nobody should buy anything else. That's what I got out of that at least. And then uh, you know recently they came out with the whole thing with. Uh, they're going to experiment cross compatibility uh, with uh, Fortnite, and now uh, another story that came out the other day, which you know it's maybe not the biggest story, but there's a bigger point we want to get to is that PlayStation uh, now is allowing players to change their ID name uh, in game. So what we kind of want to touch on here is that PlayStation has made some big overall changes recently. Huge, and we're we're we kind of wanted to have a discussion here about uh where we kind of think the company is going. Like, um, I, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, we were trying to find numbers to to back us up here, and it's very tough because first of all, it's either a website like there's not enough information out there, or there's websites that have different numbers, so it's very hard to actually see and and like you know the numbers are way off too it's not like they're close so like i i didn't want to put those numbers out there just because i feel like they're unreliable for unreliable however we're just kind of getting to the point where you know playstation is making a lot of changes changes um where is this kind of leading them in terms of like the 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 council war that has gone on for years like they're making a lot of changes. They're making a lot of things happen, making a lot of people happy. So I guess I'll, I'll kind of get your guys' opinions on this. Um, whoever wants to get it first. But yeah, what's your whole opinion with like PlayStation and these changes? Uh, if I can uh, start this. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so a couple of things I looked up pre-podcast. Um, so obviously the Xbox One and the PS4 have been out for a few years now. So the, the talks of... Uh, the PlayStation 5 and whatever Xbox next console is uh, have obviously picked up again. So uh, an article posted September 17, 2018 uh, on, this sounds like a sketchy website, uh, trustedreviews.com. But I, I, saw, <laughs> I, I saw a couple uh, a couple different sites running something like this. Uh, the title of it is Sony PS5 could mean big changes for the PlayStation Network. And apparently there's a, a, a writer for Windows Central named Jez Corden who says he's been hearing whispers the company is plotting a big infrastructure infrastructure and platform update in order to help maintain the lead over Xbox into the next generation. Uh, I didn't go with the specifics about what exactly that could be. Um, yeah, so and, and so this was at the time before Crossplay came out and uh, they were saying gamers are also very keen for Sony to embrace cross-network play. So, uh, it also said that in, in case anybody's interested, rumors are recently putting uh, uh, rumors are putting the PlayStation Five arriving at in twenty twenty at the earliest. Uh, more hopeful estimates are saying Christmas twenty nineteen. Uh, I'm more slated to go with the twenty twenty. 
more than anything else. Yeah, so, they, they always say that. Expect the latest possible. Right. <laughs> right. So I um so so part of me is thinking that so I, I I was curious if a reason they were doing this was because our sales down or anything like that. And I, I pulled up some numbers here from uh, statistics.com uh, where I was able to find uh, find unit sales of the PS4 by uh, actually all their systems uh, since 2011 uh, by quarter. Um, now, obviously, for quarter threes for the past few years, obviously, uh, the, the numbers are 8.4 million, 9.7 million, 9 million, uh, because that's around Christmas time. So that's always going to happen. Um, but what's actually more intriguing to me is that actually with each quarter, the numbers are pretty much the same since it came out. Like, uh, let's look at, uh, let's see, let's look at, uh, so quarter, uh, the first quarter of 2016, you saw 3.5 million PS4 sold. Uh, you go to quarter one, 2017, you see 3.3 million. And those numbers are kind of consistent with which quarter four seems to be their, their lowest quarter for whatever reason. Um, so sales are not down, and it kind of goes against what I was uh, originally in this for. And I was never down. I'm not a PS4 hater, but I just wanted to see if a reason why they're making all these changes so quickly, especially with the name changing and the cross-platform, two things that they were so hell-bent on never doing in their history are now yeah. doing. So yeah. now, now my current hypothesis is this is a power move to get hype for their newest system. And that if they're doing infrastructure and platform updates that, that they're talking about here, then that's probably part of it. And a lot more customization and other big options that people are waiting for. You might see a, a PlayStation system that come out that just completely supports cross-play anything. You never know. So I got to assume that they're going to expand on everything that they're, they've been doing recently in their next generation of systems. That's actually an interesting take. I wouldn't have thought about that. Um... Yeah, I mean, when when we had originally thought about this discussion, we were saying how it's is it the num is are they struggling? Like, you know what? And 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 part of me was like, I don't think so, just because I feel like PlayStation. Um, I mean, any game console does well, but I feel like PlayStation kind of does the best sometimes. Um, I feel like a lot of people. Like a lot more people play, like the 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 big gamers. I feel like I don't know. Maybe the, play, the PlayStation. No, no, PlayStation Four has definitely won this generation. Yeah, like they, I, they I, have I, they have held a steady lead over Xbox One, and these new features that they're uh, they're adding in are definitely helping. Uh, yeah, that, I do agree though, though, but I do feel like I do feel like the gap between the two had narrowed uh, uh, quite a oh, bit this much. year. Very much so. Yeah. I agree. And, and it, the interesting thing uh, that I found, especially when they were advertising everything, was just um, Xbox tried to go the proprietary route and just everything goes through Xbox and everything like that. So Xbox One, from what I remember, and this might have even hurt them. I'm not sure. I'd have to really look into that. But I think part of what hurt them is that they were advertising it as an entertainment system, not a gaming system. Mm. Right. If, if you remember, and uh, listen... It's a good thing. I like I, I like the idea that, as somebody into that kind of thing. I you know the fact that I can control my TV from my Xbox and use all the apps and everything else. That I mean, they were there on the 360, but you know the it, the fact that it's this system <laughs> could be a central hub, um, I think it's cool. Um, but that that was a part of their big marketing thing. It seemed like they were just total like we want this to be the central of literally everything you have in your living room for entertainment. 
and yeah. gaming, they kind of. It seemed like in their ad campaign, the gaming kind of, uh, came second. So you can disagree with me if I'm I'm wrong, but I feel like yeah. Xbox was more catering toward. You're right. The whole entertainment thing, maybe a more family vibe, and PlayStation was catering more toward the gaming, the hardcore gaming stuff like that. And maybe that's why uh, they're as successful as they are. I don't know. I do agree with the whole thing with uh, it kind of being a whole hub. Like, you know, I for me, I got Netflix on there. I got Hulu on there. Like when I, that's what I use to watch everything. Like, um. Like, I don't need to go out and buy, like, a Fire Stick because it's all, all on my Xbox. Like, I can stream right. anything on there. I can use, you know, watch TV on there, whatever. Uh, watch YouTube, use Twitter. Like, it's insane. Right. Um, and I think maybe, the, I mean, I love it. Like, that's kind of one of the reasons I love Xbox. But maybe uh, that kind of hurt them in a way because PlayStation was more thinking about optimizing the the whole gaming um you know every everything they're doing gaming wise and maybe that is kind of why it's the case when we're looking at numbers here but um i mean i'm saying this too i have i actually have both systems but i'm definitely an xbox guy over playstation but um so So educate me real quick yeah the, the playstation 4 is not similar to the xbox one is that it doesn't have really all of the the functions of the entertainment so it, it, it has the app like i know it has that yeah. it has stuff like i know it has all that stuff i'm more talking about like like on the back of the xbox you have you have ins and outs for your tv so right. you can control the tv and the cable uh from the xbox that PlayStation 4 does not have that right right so and and one thing i'll say is that from what I have experienced, and this is my experience, I don't know if it would change for somebody else, but I feel like everything just, like, all the apps and stuff just runs smoother on Xbox. Like, I feel like it's more built for that. Like, it it just runs smoother. There's less flaws. Um, Don't get me wrong. I love the PlayStation, and um, the reason I got the PlayStation was for MLB, which is on a PlayStation playstation exclusive but like that's really all i use it for like if i want to use it if i want to watch tv or you know watch netflix or something like it i would never turn on my playstation like it's my xbox before um now you know it's i would never really do this because obviously like in all video games i have i want to play with friends but there is times i've thought about maybe like buying like a cod on playstation just because like i feel like i it's it's hard to explain like i I, in hindsight like i'm probably just over like like dramatic you know being over dramatic here but like i feel like sometimes like the playstation just looks crisper like it runs better like in gameplays i've seen i don't know but i could be out you know, I could be out to lunch on that, but yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. That's what I feel. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like I—I I mean, I owned—I—I I, I never owned anything PlayStation-wise past the PS2. Um, it, so we—we—we uh, we, we and Tyler, you know, we, we grew up together, and uh, the uh, we had we were kind of split uh, with our, with the amount of friends we had. Like we had a, a lot of people on Xbox. I would say most of the people yeah. were on Xbox, uh, like on a 360 and such. Um, but uh, we did have some friends on PlayStation 3 that I, I did debate for a while getting one just so I could play with a couple of my uh, the other <laughs> friends who didn't have an Xbox. I remember um, that. That was back in the MW2 days. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, MW2, and I mean, I mean, Halo wasn't even out for the PlayStation, but, like, you know, being being able to play those type of games. 
And it sounded like a lot of fun. I didn't end up doing it. It just, it, you know, too much money, obviously, and I wasn't even working at the time. So, um, it, 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 I'm not going to do it now. Uh, for me, a lot of the friends who used to play with in 360 fell off once the one came out. Like the, yeah, especially since the party system uh, came out when the Xbox One came out, the party system was broken. Why so, is uh, why is the 360 party better than an Xbox One party? Like I I don't get that. Like it's the Xbox 360 party was so much more reliable. <laughs> well, I don't know. I feel like they both had their problems. I just feel like you know with the Xbox One, it's more noticeable because that's what. It's more like this shouldn't be happening. This the capabilities this system have. Why can't I ban a party with my friends? Like, right? Why can't I connect to this goddamn party? Yeah. I, I so I don't know. To me, the 360 was built for gaming, and the apps kind of came second. Like, I I think I used Netflix once on on 360. I I gamed. Like that's all I did. Right. Yeah. Uh, Xbox One. I I've used. Twitch, I've used YouTube, Netflix, everything. Um, I don't use it as much. I, I strictly use my Xbox for gaming most of the time. But um, I think the 360 was kind of built around the whole friend interaction because, yeah, Xbox Live existed before the 360, but um, it wasn't as in, it wasn't as polished as what 360. Like 360 was the system that came out and like, this is Xbox Live. Same thing with the PS2. Right. Correct. So, it, and I think it was that was what this was built around social interaction. Now they locked that down. Now the Xbox One comes down. It's like okay, now we got that locked down. Let's focus on entertainment. And then the party system kind of came last. That's why it came out broken. I remember when it came out and like I saw some YouTubers I was watching. And it's like yeah, we're calling on Skype because everything is broken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which and this was a time I think that Microsoft just purchased Skype. And yep. Here's my there. Here's my. I hate Skype now. I. Oh my god! I I I I my my girlfriend actually gets sick of this rant that I do, but I cannot stand Skype ever since Microsoft took it over because they tried to incorporate it with every other service that they have. Like, so I made my account before they bought it, right? So I have a username, right? You cannot look up somebody by their username anymore, not easily. Yeah, anyway. I know it's it's annoying. It's so stupid because um, like. Me and my girlfriend, like, we try to FaceTime for some reason, like, the connection's really bad, so we've been using Skype, I'm like, trying to, like, find her username took literally 10 minutes. Like, yeah. why is that a thing? Also, I, when, um, when the Xbox One first came out, there's a friend that me and Bobby have, I used to play NHL with all the time, and for the longest time, we could not get party chat to work, so we literally had to just call each other while we were playing video games because of this. Like I, th- we're kind of going off track. Oh, honestly. Who, who, who was this? I forgot. Uh, Pat. Right, yeah, right. Pat, yeah. I forgot um, about that. We would literally like, like, be talking because like Xbox One won't work. The party mm-hmm. system won't work. But either way, um, yeah, I think uh, I, I'll kind of keep it at this from my standpoint. Like, I think uh, Xbox is more the entertainment. PlayStation is more the gaming, and I really like the the way playstation is going you know now uh with all the the stuff you know we talked about gaming wise now they're expanding um and you know they're making you know it's the, the most important thing they're doing right now is they're making changes that people want to see yep that, that's the important thing um they're, they're pulling a page out of epic games like how many times have we commended epic games for yeah. listening to the community yeah right. like like that just doing something that people that the majority of people like 
uh, and doing it. I think, um, yeah, I think that's, that's a big thing. So, uh, I don't know. I, like I said, I like the direction PlayStation. It's, it's a, listen, they're doing the power move. They're doing power moves. Yeah. So that's what they're doing. So yeah. now, now all eyes are on Microsoft and Xbox. Okay. What are you going to do? Why should I buy your system? And listen, yeah. all I want is complete transparent crossplay. that I have been an advocate for this for years. Yeah. Uh, you've heard me already talk about it. I like carried that whole freaking conversation <laughs> on the one podcast because I'm so adamant about this. I, I can't wait for it. And I'm hoping that's part of the next generation. And my computer screen just flashed for no reason. And it scared the ever living shit out of me. So there's some breaking <laughs> news for you. <laughs> um, yeah. So I will wrap it up there and move on to our predictions. But, uh, you know, I, I think all of us are, are kind of in agreement. We're we're those are some pretty interesting takes, though, Bobby. Yeah, I think, uh, and it was also interesting because, like I said, I was struggling to find numbers. Uh, so it was interesting to hear numbers about the the PlayStation. So, yeah, what was I, the name of the website? Trusted it, reviews. Uh, well, trusted reviews had the <laughs> had the the rumor story about uh, the PS5, but I got the numbers from a website called uh, Statista. Which okay. I've used before. It's it's basically like a one stop shop for uh, uh, really any statistical numbers for really anything, like gotcha. not even just financial stuff. It's it's really cool. Um, so I've used it before, so I trusted it. And I mean, I can go into more specific numbers. I won't do that on the podcast right now. But if, I encourage everybody to, to kind of look at it if they kind of want to see what I'm talking about. Like it, there's really if there's one thing that's been consistent, it's been their sales. Like their their sales have not like from yeah. from year to year have been similar. Like it, there's nothing wrong there, and I never yeah. thought that there was. I was just curious as to why they're doing this. But the the fact that this PS5 gets, and again, it's all rumors. Sony has not come out and said anything about the next generation of consoles. But it it it, it to me it seems like common sense that if the if the whispers are starting to pick up a little bit, this is probably PlayStation Four trying to set themselves up. So now Xbox, it's their move. Yep, I agree hundred percent. Uh, and with that, we will wrap up the show as we always do with our week, uh, weekly NFL predictions. We are on week six right now. And I got to say, we're on week six. And I think five of the six weeks, we've probably said that the matchups are bad. Uh, there's a lot of bad matchups this week. And this week is no different. We have, uh, except for one game, which is the last game, uh, we have some games that at the beginning of the year if you said yeah this will be one of the top three matchups of the week or one of the most interesting matchups you would have disagreed so the first game we have on tap is chicago at miami second game pittsburgh at cincinnati and the third game the sunday night football game kc at new england we will start with the chicago game bobby i'll give you <coughs> excuse me bobby i'll go to you and then brendy uh to you for your predictions about this game all right uh, so yeah, I I really don't have much. I it's it, it, the the Miami started off hot, became the Dolphins again. They realized that they were the Dolphins after week five. <laughs> uh, so I I really don't expect anything to really go well uh for them at the moment. Um, the Bears have done pretty well for themselves so far. Um, I believe they're on a what three three or so game win streak. Yeah, three game win yeah. streak. Uh. Uh, and then that part of it is because of Khalil Mack. So uh, and if, if Miami continues to be Miami, I, I see the Bears just completely running away with this game, uh, twenty-four to seven. I have no hope for Miami whatsoever. Just, just for the record. And also, I hate them. <laughs> Bias. 
right. So I'm going to go ahead and say my prediction personally. Like, I'm going to stick with my with my predictions that I made uh, last Friday. Oh. Uh, Bobby, shut the fuck up. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my uh, gut prediction. I originally had um, I originally had Miami winning against Chicago, thirty to seventeen. Uh, one thing that has me worried though, and this is kind of this is like kind of breaking. This is uh, a big deal. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill may not play. About a minute. Uh, uh, okay. He's knocking on the door. No, it's all good. So, sign up. So Ryan Tannehill may not play uh, uh, because because real, of an injury. Go ahead. Yeah, real quick, Jeff Darlington of uh, this is from his Twitter uh, calling Ryan Tannehill doubtful for the game. Well, too too bad. I'm sticking with my pick. Uh, I'm gonna say Brock Osweiler is gonna have a. Um, 400-yard performance. <laughs> I'm going to say he's going to have probably a 400-yard performance with three interceptions, uh, if not more, uh, <laughs> but still find a way still find a way to pull it off against Chicago. Um, you know, the one thing that Chicago has, you know, they're obviously looking good with um, with Mitch over there. You know, I you know it's it's really hard to pit the it's it's really hard to say that. Uh, Miami can easily beat Chicago because um, because you know now with Ryan Tannehill not playing, I definitely think Chicago is going to be the favorite. But you know what? I'm going to say this is my upset of the week. I'm going to go with Miami thirty Chicago, wow. uh, and Chicago seventeen without Tannehill. And, I mean, I'm not saying much, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. so I, I'm going to stick with my prediction. I, I, I'm not going to change it because I think that either way, whoever's starting quarterback for Miami, the game's going to go this way. Um, I actually have a close game uh, ending 24-23. I just have a feeling that this is going to be one of those really, really, really sloppy games. A lot of turnovers, uh, some defensive touchdowns. Uh, it's going to be close through the whole way because each team is going to be just as bad as the other. Uh, and now with Brock Osweiler starting, um, Jesus, he might throw six picks this game. So, um, he might throw six picks and still win somehow. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It feels like it's also one of those things where I feel like Chicago shouldn't be as good as they are. So maybe this is a game where they get like humbled, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, Chicago winning 24, 23 in a close game. A sloppy game of that, but a close game. Uh, next, Bobby, uh, you can give your prediction on the Pittsburgh game in Cincinnati. Okay. Um, Cincinnati has been doing well for themselves also early in the season. But then again, the teams they've played uh, really aren't reflective on their record, right? So they've played uh, the Colts, which they beat, the Ravens, which they beat. Uh, they lost to the Panthers. They beat the Falcons and the Dolphins. So now playing the Steelers, which you could argue is probably more of a legitimate contender than any of those teams I just mentioned. Um, However, I still don't, you know, what they're, all I can think about is how they lost to the Panthers, and I think it's going to go the same way with Pittsburgh, except it's just going to be a little closer this time. Because even without Le'Veon Bell and everything going on, as sloppy as Pittsburgh has been, they, they could still hold their own. So I still have Pittsburgh winning, and that, but I only have them winning by a field goal. So I have them winning 17-14 in a very low-scoring game. All right, so I'm going to disagree uh, with you and say that Pittsburgh is not actually a legitimate contender. Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna I want to say Cincinnati is believe it or not I I hate to say this I'm, I'm pretty, gonna say 
Yeah, sorry. I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure in our preseason predictions, me and you both set, said that there were going to be a, a team probably getting a top five pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's exactly what I said. And I hate to say this, but Cincinnati, they're legitimate. They've any doubts I had about them, uh, basically, quite honestly, like any any doubts I had about them went away went away about two weeks ago uh, when the uh, when they beat the Falcons. Despite all the injuries the Falcons had, the, the Cincinnati just looked really good, uh, and I expect that to hold. In a way, like the Steelers and the Falcons are two very similar teams. Um, only difference is kind of the side of the ball, you know, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh has mainly been struggling offensively and Atlanta has been struggling defensively. Um, so if I, if I were to, it, it, this is a very interesting matchup. Um, I, I'm going to have to say Cincinnati pulls it off though. I, I think Cincinnati is looking very, uh, legitimate. I'm going to have them winning 28 to 20. I disagree wholeheartedly. Uh, so look, I, this is just feels like one of those games for me that so Pittsburgh's two two and one right now and Cincinnati's four and one and I just feel like it's one of those games where things are gonna go back to normal. Um so I I, I think they win this game thirty four twenty three. Um interesting stats I'm looking at now. Juju Smith Schuster is actually the leading uh yardage receiver for the Steelers. I feel like Antonio Brown, one of these weeks, is going to have a monster week. And for some reason, I just feel like it's going to be this week. Like, I feel like he goes off for like two touchdowns and 150 this week. I, I don't know. There's just some, I'm just, I have that feeling. Um, this is also going to be an interesting game because the last time these two teams played, of course, the uh, Ryan Chazier situation, um, happened and also in that same game Juju Smith Schuster fucking laid out uh perfect oh, uh, yeah. got suspended for that. So this was already a rivalry and then this is the game the next game after all that happened on that Monday night football game. Um it's gonna be a very it it, it could be a trippy game. Uh it always is between those two games two teams, but it could be even worse. Um I don't know. I think just I think uh, I can't see Pittsburgh being two and three, two, three and one after this game, and Cincinnati being five and one after this game. I just it doesn't seem right to me. Uh, so I have Pittsburgh winning. Uh, for that, and then the last game, the biggest game of the week, uh, Kansas City coming in undefeated, comes into Foxborough facing Tom Brady and the Pats, who have kind of struggled a little bit this year. I, I say struggled; they just, excuse me, they haven't been themselves. Um. <laughs> I guess is the right term. I mean, they're still three and two, but we expect a fucking undefeated season, I guess, from the Patriots. But either way, Bobby, uh, go ahead with your prediction. Uh, so I, I, okay, first of all, I just clicked the wrong thing. All right, so all right, huh? We're home. <laughs> As let's see, the Chiefs have been red hot, but there is a lot of stories. Oh, no, it's too hot, boys. No, it's too hot. <laughs> It is too hot, boys. Um, so, I'm 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 gonna have some faith. I I expect a little bit of a shootout, not too high scoring, but I'm I, you know, the Patriots defense has been pretty abysmal to say the least, uh, at least in my eyes. Uh, so I, I don't see this being a defensive battle whatsoever. And with uh, the Pats having Edelman back, 
this gets interesting now. We might start seeing the Patriots in the form that everybody knows them in. And this all depends. It's going to, to me, this is the game that's going to depend on one play and one play only. It's going to be one of those games. It's going to complete back and forth, and it's going to be one play, one interception, one fumble, one something that's going to make this game happen. But I'm going to get behind my team and say this is where Kansas City's stand uh, ends, and they lose 24-28 to the Patriots. Yeah, and I'm going to agree with you. Uh, you know, Pats are playing home. I think uh, Patriots have been playing a lot better now than they did, you know, in the first couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And Kansas City, you know, looking red hot. I think this is a game, though, that's going to come down to whoever has the ball last. Mm. I agree. Um, and um, quite honestly, I think I think what's going to happen is Kansas City is going to get the ball last, and they're going to go for it on fourth down and can't convert. And then New England's going to be able to, you know, take a knee and win this game, uh, thirty-one to twenty-eight. And I will stick with it's kind of crazy that all of us are going to England on a Chiefs team that's 5-0 and and has one of the best offenses in the league. However, their defense has sucked, like, flat out. Like, I, I think this is going to be a shootout. Uh, New England's defense has been average at best. I think uh, Kansas City's defense, they are really missing Eric Berry uh, on the back end, who, which I'm going to look right now. He is doubtful. Justin Houston is also doubtful. Uh, that those could be two big losses. Um, a bunch of guys questionable, uh, including Gronkowski and Gordon for the Patriots. They'll play. Uh, they're they put them on the injury report, but they'll play. Um, so yeah, I I I feel like uh, um, I feel like yeah, uh, New England takes this game 38-31 in a shootout. And uh, and that's that. But uh, that is our week six predictions. And before we wrap up the show, I'll give it over to Bobby uh, for some news. So, got some house cleaning. <laughs> I would like to make the announcement that uh, the Come Play podcast has now been approved on various uh, podcast services besides YouTube. So, we are now currently, the big names, we are on Spotify and we are also on Google Play. Uh, we are still uh, at the time of this podcast awaiting uh, uh, approval from Apple to get on Apple's uh, podcast. Um, but other places you can find us, there's, there's a million different places that we end up getting put on, such as Stitcher uh, and other places like that. Um, so look for us wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, there is only episode one is the only episode that's up right now, but that was just because I wanted to just do one just to make sure everything worked correctly. So now that I know that everything does, I'm going to continue to upload the rest of the episodes that we have already done. And so uh, that will be uh, up to date shortly. But I did want to announce it because it is a big, big deal for us. Um, and it's going to be uh, going to see if we can kind of expand a little bit. Um, it's going to be fun to see. Uh, I hope uh, you will tell your friends to go listen to this podcast that four idiots like to do every week for some reason. And uh, you maybe subscribe for the hot takes. Maybe you subscribe because we're the biggest idiots on the planet. Who knows what it is? But at the end of the day, we hope you go give us a listen. And uh, we'd love to see uh, some subscribers on all those platforms. And we hope you'll stick with us. Yep. Uh, well said. And uh, we have some potential changes coming. We are experimenting with some things. Uh, 
maybe you know some changes for episode 10 you don't you never know uh but yeah we're experimenting some things i won't tease it too much because uh, you know anything could change but yeah uh some changes coming also uh podcast uh coming out this week me and bernie will be doing our nba season preview so look for that uh should be coming out a few days after uh the this podcast releases uh so just kind of some housekeeping there uh we will leave you with that and i uh, hope to see you next time on the come play podcast episode 10 a little bit of a milestone for us uh, we hope to see you there. Thanks for listening. Leave a like if you liked the video and subscribe if you haven't already. And we'll see you next time. Peace.